1: A Life Fully According to and for God's New Testament Economy is the title of the Life Study of Mark radio program that you've tuned in for today. And this is Matt Miller with Bob Danker to discuss it with you. This wonderful topic, Bob, is uh, for us today. Welcome back to the radio studio again.
2: It's good to be back, Matt. This matter of God's New Testament economy, I would say, is somewhat unknown to many Christians. And then to look at the life that the Lord Jesus lived on this earth uh, in the light of God's economy is another kind of a new uh, consideration, I would say, to most people, to most believers. So I would say we have a wonderful program in store for us.
1: You know, Bob, after Witness Lee completed the life study of Mark, he had a couple of trainings, he called them, semi-annual trainings. And he finished the life study of Mark going consecutively through the book, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And when he got to the end, he still had some feeling and burden, and he had conducted some more conferences to release this burden. And this topic that we're talking about today, A Life Fully According to and for God's New Testament Economy, was the title of one of the conferences. And, and in this particular meeting, he asked several of the attendants to explain What is God's New Testament economy? And he wanted it to be very simple, even used in a kindergarten terminology so that we could understand clearly. This point is so important to what this ministry is all about, isn't it?
2: Yes, Matt. This matter of God's economy is a very, very crucial matter. And um, I think you asked me to give a simple definition, like uh, as Brother Lee asked the audience during this His speaking, he asked them to give the definition of a kindergartner would understand. Well, God's economy is a very profound matter. It's, in one sense, it's very simple. In another sense, it is very profound and deep. So, uh, basically, though, according to the revelation of the Bible, uh, this is not something we made up. This is what the Bible reveals: that God has an economy. That means He has a purpose. He has a plan. He has an administration in the universe to carry out something, and that something is to dispense himself into all his chosen people, all those who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. God wants to dispense himself into them, and even, I would say, to constitute himself into them, the way our food is constituted into us and becomes a very part of our being, our physical being. Well, God wants to dispense himself into his people and to work himself into them to become their very inward constitution.
1: And he even used himself as food as an example to illustrate this. Exactly. Calling himself the bread of life. Exactly. The the water of life. And Peter referred to the milk of the words. This is a good example.
2: It is a good example. And it does show very clearly God has only one desire, that is to dispense himself into man, so that he and man would become one in an organic way. And the result of this dispensing is that all those who receive God's dispensing become the members of the church. And the church is the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is the corporate expression of Christ. So eventually, God's economy is to produce an expression of Christ through the dispensing of himself into his chosen people.
1: Bob, I appreciate the simplicity that you've you've conveyed there of what God's economy is, to receive Christ, to have God dispensed into us, that God could have expression on the earth of himself not something of us, but something of Christ expressed through us. I think that's a lot of the mystery of God's economy. Even in Galatians 2.20, we hear that a lot. It's no longer I, but it's Christ. This is uh, God's economy, isn't it?
2: This is God's economy, Matt.
1: Okay, well, thanks, Bob. Let's go to Witness Lee now for today's life study, and we'll come back and talk more about God's economy.
3: We need some sight, spiritual sight to see what is here in Mark. Otherwise, what we can understand is that Mark is just a storybook for the children before bed. We couldn't see it is a book that gives us a biography of a life, a life that lives according fully according to God's New Testament economy. Actually, the life that is presented in Mark is the very substance, the pattern of God's New Testament economy. I say this because the Lord has shown us that this very Jesus, He lived a life that is just The expression of God. In this book, Mark, you couldn't see a person was keeping the law there. Neither. Mark tells us that Jesus was doing good. Now, what Jesus lived? He lived God. He expressed God. Whatever he did, that was God doing that was God doing through him. Amen. Yeah. That was God doing from within him. <laughs> Jesus didn't keep the law. Neither he broke the law. Jesus didn't do anything good. Nor he did something bad. He's not in the kingdom of uh, doing good or doing bad. Neither he's in the kingdom of keeping the law or breaking the law. He's in another kingdom. He's in the kingdom of God.
1: Well, Bob, I think this is a good stopping point because I think when our listeners hear the kingdom of God may be something different or is something different than the kingdom of good. It may cause them to have a funny look on their faces, a little bit of confusion there. And I I think we really need to make this clear before we go on. This is really important, isn't it?
2: It is, Matt. And uh, I'd like to go back to the definition of God's economy, which we gave. And at the end of that definition, or as part of that definition, we have to say God's economy is to produce an expression of himself. God wants to be expressed. And in order to be expressed, he has to enter into man and live in man. And he and man have to live together a mingled, blended life in which man becomes the container and the vessel to be filled with God, and then God becomes life to man and lives himself out through man. Well, when we look at the life of the Lord Jesus, uh, we may think that the Lord was a good man. Even there's a verse that people like to quote, Jesus went about doing good. We may think that the Lord Jesus was perfect according to the law. He didn't break any of the law, you know, the commandments of God. Well, but the life of the Lord Jesus was much higher than this. It was not a life of not breaking the law or of merely doing good. It was a life of expressing God. God was in him, and God was living in him. And he, as a man... Because we know Jesus was a genuine man, but he's also God. So in him, God and man lived together in such a way that God was fully expressed in the day-to-day living, the human relationships, the relationships with his family, among his disciples, Uh, in everything he did and he said, God was the one who was expressed. It wasn't a good man or a moral man who was expressed. It was God himself actually living in and through, I would say out of or out through the man Jesus. This is the life that is fully according to and for God's New Testament economy.
1: So when Witness Lee uses this term, a life that is fully according to and for God's New Testament economy, he's talking about Christ's life. First, this is the pattern for us is Christ was living not his own life. He was living God's life. He was living as an expression of another life, of God's life.
2: Precisely, Matt. This is the marvelous, mysterious, and beautiful life of Jesus Christ.
1: What a pattern, Bob. Let's go on to witness Lee as he continues this theme.
3: Now, let me check with you. In what kingdom are you? In what kingdom are you? Kingdom of God? I don't believe. <laughs> you talk about the kingdom of God, but you walk in another kingdom. And you work for some other kingdom since the first century down today. It's about two thousand years past. You know their sayings? What have been there? All the centuries. Just the kingdom of love, the kingdom of morality, not the kingdom of God. Especially in the last two or three centuries, the matter of holiness has been talked about a lot. John Wesley taught holiness is a kind of perfection, sinless perfection. And then in this century, especially in America, you have people to regulate your wearings, to regulate the makeups on the famous faces, and so forth. I tell you, all these are in the kingdoms, not of God, Amen. but of something else. Maybe of something good, yet it is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is that a people live God. A people have God as their life. And believe God. And God lives in them and through them and out of them. They live a life not to express anything else, but just God himself. God himself is the top holiness. God himself is the top morality.
1: Bob, here's a definition of the kingdom that may be unique to the ministry of Witness Lee, and that is what he just said there. And I think we should spend our time to talk about the kingdom of God. He said, the kingdom of God is that a people live God. Let's take some time to talk about this definition of the kingdom.
2: That is uh, truly incredible, Matt, a definition given by Brother Lee. The kingdom of God is a people who live God, who have God in them as their life, and they live God out through them so that they become the expression of God, not of good as something apart from God, or not of human morality, which is the subject of a lot of people's philosophical. Considerations, you know, how to be to live a proper moral and ethical life. This is all on a human level. It has nothing to do with God Himself. The kingdom of God is just God. Really, in one a one-word definition of the kingdom is just God. God is the kingdom. He is the life. He is the person. He is the one who lives in his kingdom. And when we live in the kingdom of God, then we live. Together with God, God lives in us and lives himself out through us and expresses himself through us. This is the kingdom that God desires to obtain in and through his economy. And again, as we said earlier, God's economy is to dispense himself into man, right? God needs to enter into us, and he needs to have the freedom to uh, grow in us and fill us with himself. Then we spontaneously will live him out. Instead of human morality or ethics, we will live out God. And we will be in not only an individual sense, but a corporate sense, in the sense of the church, the body of Christ, the corporate expression of God. This is God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is the church. The kingdom of God is the body of Christ. The kingdom of God is just God himself dispensed into, constituted into a group of human beings, and living himself out through them.
1: Bob, well, I really like this, and I want to linger a little bit here before we go to the conclusion with Witness Lee, because he said that God is the top morality. And I think it's important that we include that into the context of this discussion, because we say, God doesn't care for morality, God cares for himself. So people may think, well, these people are probably immoral people. Right in the context of Witness saying this, he said, God is the top morality. So even though the Lord wasn't there to express morality by expressing God, you're actually expressing the top morality, aren't you? Absolutely.
2: If we live out God, we will live a life on the highest moral plane, and we will live out the highest degree of holiness. Holiness is God himself. And the Lord Jesus told a young man once who called him. Remember this young man came to him and said, good master, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And the Lord said, why do you call me good? There is only one who is good, God. (laughs) So even the Lord acknowledged only one is good. The genuine good, the genuine morality, the genuine holiness, the genuine love, the genuine patience, every positive thing, is God himself. So if we live out God and express God in the kingdom of God, surely all these virtues that we are admire and are seeking will be ours spontaneously without any self-effort. If, As long as we are exerting ourselves to produce a kind of morality or a kind of holiness, then this is not. God's kingdom, and this is not God's economy.
1: It's spontaneous, isn't it? It is. I was driving down the road one time, Bob, and uh, I was enjoying the Lord, and I had the realization of this verse in Romans that says, the law was not made for a righteous man. If you're enjoying the Lord and expressing the Lord, then you just wouldn't be breaking the law. Exactly. It, but But the people who break the law They're all the time the people who are not enjoying the Lord, okay? If you're not, then you are not spontaneously expressing the virtues of God. Therefore, you might need to look over your shoulder a lot. That's right. You, You know, Is there a policeman here or there? Because you don't have a natural, spontaneous expression of God. So I guess the moral of the story is we need to enjoy God, don't we?
2: Absolutely. This is God's economy, that we would enjoy him so that he could dispense himself into us and we would live him out spontaneously.
1: Okay, well let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study and he's going to talk about the oneness of the body of Christ in light of God's economy. I think this is an important ending to today's program. Here's Witness Lee.
3: Only this kind of life produces the body of Christ. Otherwise, any kind of other lives always divides the body of Christ. Actually, the church has been divided Not by bad things Mostly by good things Good things which are other than God If all Christians would not care For anything other than God They would only care for God Himself To live God To have God as life I tell you, among the Christians There will be no division. Because God is one. This is why Paul says, one body, one spirit, right? And one Lord. And when God the Father, you must see this. Then you know how to keep the oneness of the body of Christ. And this oneness is simply the triune God himself. If we all, would only have God himself as our holiness, as our sanctification, as our righteousness, and as our everything, then we would never have any division. But if beside God we would have other things, whatever we have, that becomes a dividing factor. In the entire New Testament, no need to say in the Old Testament, There's only one life that lives fully, absolutely, according to the economy of God. And this life is Jesus. Jesus lived a life, not a life of morality, not a life of law, but a life of God, which is much, much superior then the life of law, and then the life of morality. God wouldn't care for the law. God only cares for himself. Yes. He likes to see himself. He doesn't like to see the law. Neither he likes to see morality. your morality. He wants to see himself expressed from within you. So in this. Gospel of Mark. The life portrayed is not a life of love, nor a life of morality, but a life of God.
1: Bob, we kind of went full circle here and came back to a life that's fully according to God. And I want to talk a little bit before we leave here today about the connection to the oneness of the body of Christ.
2: Yes, to me, this is the most touching part of this message, because this kind of life, the life that Jesus lived as a pattern, actually, to all the believers, is the very life that produces the body of Christ, and that always keeps the oneness of the body. And this is a great matter, because we pointed out in the beginning that God's economy is to produce a corporate expression of himself. And this expression is the church as the body of Christ. And we know, if we're honest, and we look at the history of the church, that down through the centuries, the church has been divided by many, many things, most of them good things, not evil things, but good things. So what's the problem? Why can we not keep the oneness And the reason is because we care for something other than God Himself. Only God is the genuine oneness. If we have Him, and we live Him, and we enjoy Him, as you pointed out, Matt, and we don't care for holiness, for righteousness, for these things in themselves as things in themselves, then the result will be the producing of the body of Christ. And the body of Christ will be built up, and God's economy to gain a corporate expression of himself will be realized. But if we care for anything other than God himself, then the body of Christ will be divided by good things, such as scriptural teachings or biblical practices. Good things come in to cause division. This is the sad history. And the only remedy is to see the vision that Brother Lee points out in this message of a life that lives God, a life that is just God himself lived out. This is the life that will produce and build up the body of Christ.
1: Bob, one uh, illustration that helped me that Witness Lee used is that the oneness is like a thermometer to indicate where we are in relation to our enjoyment of Christ. If we're having a problem with God's economy and receiving the Lord, it will be expressed by our inability to be one with the other believers, won't it? Absolutely, Matt. Bob, we've run out of time, but thanks for coming in today. It's always a pleasure. And thank you also for joining us. We hope you'd call us and let us know your reaction to today's program and what kind of feeling you have about what you heard today. Uh, We would like to let you know about the printed materials that we have available. But we'd also like to hear your comments. You can call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Our address is Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. Or remember, you can always go to our website, www.lsm.org. On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll tune in again as we continue the life study of Mark.
0: In both the first and last book of the Bible, God presents himself to man as the tree of life. Throughout the Bible, God is portrayed as food for man to eat and life for man to enjoy. In the tree of life, Witness Lee presents a view of God's heart that is little understood and seldom experienced by Christians today. Revealing that it is God's desire that we receive Christ, experience Christ, and enjoy Christ as our moment-by-moment supply. The Tree of Life from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.